Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. We're going to chat with someone at the top of their category, who I call an elite entrepreneur. We're going to talk about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck. Now, there have been times in my life when I had to pick up the pieces and I didn't know where to start. For example, when my mom died, she had a trust and my brother was a trustee, but nothing was organized and it turned out to be a mess. And then I inherited the task and I did the best that I could. I had to pick up the pieces and I've seen this chaos in friends and family who've left a disorganized pile. I mean, you don't really think about this until maybe near the end. And if you've been through one of these, you know what I'm talking about and I don't have to paint much of a picture. And while we're at it, this is all about helping you and your friends turn your vision into reality. You know, we want to help you get everything in your estate properly set up for what we call the inevitable. Meet Jonathan Fishbeck. He's the CEO of Estate Space, and I asked him to tell us about the world's first asset management solution that's going to help each one of you. And I'm going to let him share the rest and tell you all about it. Let's bring him on. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome to the Tony Dierso Show. Hey, Tony. Pleasure. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you. The honor is mine. And we're all looking forward to learning more about how to simplify estate management. And I guess perhaps we'll take it from the top and let's start here. What's your what's your backstory? Tell us all about it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a pr pretty, uh, pretty interesting story. Um, son of an entrepreneur. Uh, my father started his first company in uh, 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 1990. And so uh, I grew up in a household and uh, learned uh, how to uh, best support him. Uh, and since then, uh, I went on to uh, get a degree in computer sciences and uh, I'm now a three-time founder. Uh, my, I started uh, my career actually coming out of technology and getting into construction. Um, and and that, that, that journey uh, took me back to technology uh, some 16 uh, years later throughout that path as I was uh, ended up working with ultra high net worth families uh, somewhere around 2010, 2011. Uh, and it was, it was through those experiences that I was uh, tied, brought back to seeing, you know, the good, the bad, and also the ugly uh, that can happen with very complex assets. And it was, um, you know, it was really just kind of being around people and, and having those experiences that it was a genesis for a state space. And I, I knew uh, that there was a lack of technology and that this could be solved for. And, um, ultimately, the, the impact was going to be able to be something that was kind of more everlasting and, and part of a family's legacy. And for me, I think that's where uh, I, I pivoted uh, because I, I really uh, love relationships and I, I love helping people. And it was I just saw an opportunity to kind of take everything personally, professionally, educationally that I gathered throughout my, my career and, and bring it all to one business and bring it all to one solution. And so um, super excited to have a state space here today and uh, look forward to diving in more. Let me start here and explain a little bit of what a state space does and how you do asset management. We've seen a couple of different services in the past that have attempted to do this. You're the first asset management solution. I'd like to learn a little bit more about that and how that works. 
Yeah, so I think, you know, starting with kind of the main problem that a state space is solving for, it's, it's to ultimately simplify estate management. Um, and, and in order to do that, you have to take a step back and look at the greater ecosystem uh, in multiple directions. And, and, and I'm able to do that. I'm able to understand that because uh, I, I've lived it, right? So, um, you know, coming out of service and getting into technology, we, we kind of knew the problem intimately. Um, and so with that, uh, a state space started, we, we kind of had the, the, the first problem, which was, you know, I have all these things, I don't know where they are. So we started, uh, we solved for uh, being the, the first uh, asset, physical asset management platform that you could manage your assets from a mobile device. And then naturally that then led us into property management, communications, and ultimately uh, we've just now released our, our latest 3.0 version as of uh, last week. And, and that's exciting because now we're going to be going from a, di a dynamic portfolio of, of assets and properties and people and, and, and turning that into an action-based system that's going to help drive efficiency. Once we're able to do that, uh, we're then going to be able to take that, last, that, that next big step, which is, okay, I have uh, a number of family members across multiple generations. Uh, I want to be able to provide a simple experience uh, similar to the financial industry, right? So that I'm able to transfer my, my, my liquid assets uh, very easily today. I've got a team of people that's proactively managing it. Well, a state space wants to be a platform that helps proactively manage all of your physical assets and properties and allow you that same convenience of uh, moving assets, physical assets from one, one, one family member or one generation to the next in a very simple way. Um, and I think that going back to the problem of like why we exist, right? We're helping people um, Tony, you mentioned it earlier in your opening here. Yeah, you've had to deal with this. And so, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's really personal. We, we want to be able to make sure that we do this really well for the families that we're serving, because ultimately, uh, when somebody in the case of a, a lost family member, we, you know, with these more complex assets, even not so complex, uh, this can take away from the time that you should really be grieving with your family and being there for other loved ones. And so I think that that's what hits home the most with us. And, and one thing that I really love about what we've been able to build over the, the years here is that everyone in our company uh, cares about that. All of our partners have experienced that. So we've been able to do a really good job of surrounding ourselves with like-minded affiliate partners and, and providers, um, ultimately, you know, kind of telling that story and living that story in a way that um, really just transcends through everything that we do. And, uh, and, and for, for us, that, I think that's the most rewarding thing that we've been able to accomplish here. Exactly. And, you know, and I've mentioned this just at the beginning, we don't expect it. We kind of tend to think we're going to keep on living. We don't think that an end is going to come. It, it, it takes us by surprise. It takes our family by surprise. And people usually generally that I've seen in my family and friends and relatives, as I've mentioned, don't expect it, don't see it, don't plan for it. I know someone, unfortunately, a close family friend just passed away, I think, three months ago. It still is a surprise. It's still a shock. And the person's family is still picking up the pieces. And so we don't expect it. And and, and and it's kind of like a kind of topic that you don't talk about, you know, it's, you know, face it, it's, it's the end of that relationship who we don't want to go there, but it is important. And I think one of the things to mention is 
when we think of our assets, oh, well, you know, if I own some property, yeah, I can, you know, make sure it's turned over. But, you know, if you are a stamp collector or a numismatic and you've got these rare coins or maybe a wine collection, if you've got something special, that is part of the physical asset. And I like to kind of drill down on what could be the physical assets, kind of get some ideas in people like, Oh, that too. We should. We, oh, yeah. We have that. We should. We should take care about this. Yeah, I mean, so so I think when it comes to assets, right? Um, we all care about our things, maybe more than they might be worth. Um, they all mean something to us, maybe more than they mean to somebody out on the outside. And so, you know, it's it's that legacy. It's it's trying to to to, to bring those things into focus, and then allow the transfer of those things in a very simple way. And I think that with a state space where, where we're different and where we're going to be able to shine for our clients is that we have that profound respect for service. So we're a technology platform. Uh, you don't realize it, but even, um, you know, just your average home, each room can have dozens or hundreds of things in it, right? And so uh, our approach has always been that technology is great, but it takes people to make it, to make it really special. And so with a state space, we've partnered with uh, other service providers that can provide that type of support, uh, whether it's a complex operation or it's simply inventorying all of your things. Uh, I think, you know, when, when we think about, you know, how do we want to capture our assets? Well, first we want to just get them in to a system, right? And then from there, we can then start to look at, you know, filling in more information about them, uh, leaving uh, somebody uh, uh, a note or a description of what this thing is in a way that, uh, is meaningful to the family. And I think it's, it's, it's that, that type of experience that's ultimately going to drive uh, families to, one, wanting to, to, to have an, something like a state space, and then, two, being able to know that uh, that thing that they have, they're taking care of it, it will then be taken care of. So when we talk about, like, you know, the, the generation to come, um, there's a peace of mind for the generation that is, right? As we all reach, like, an older age, um, you know, we start to have children of our own, uh, we start to realize the importance of setting them up for success. And I think some of the, the statistics in this area are, are quite alarming, right? When it comes to being able to pass wealth on uh, to the next generation, only 40% of people succeed in passing on uh, a positive wealth to the next generation, generation, even if they had that. And so, you know, there's all these, I mentioned the ecosystem earlier, we have all these great service providers that are out there already that exist that want to help people. And so the state space is that centralized platform that's going to allow all of these people to come together in a very logical, simple way and allow them to ultimately serve that family or that business, right? Or the individual who has a state, who has a state space as their centerpiece. And so I think with, with, when, when you start to take a step back, I think that's, that's what makes us special, right? I tell a lot of people that there's great technology out there, but ultimately it's exclusive. It does one or two things and it excludes the other people from being able to do the things that they need to do. And so, you know, the state space, we feel that, you know, we're in, we tell people we're an inclusive platform. We've thought about all these people in that ecosystem. We ultimately want to serve our client the best way possible. And that's also thinking about the people that serve them as it might relate to the things that our technology is, is, is managing for them. Jonathan, is this like a, um, a platform or system that's online where the, the owners would put in their information, categorize it, record it, and then as changes make 
are made, they can go in and update it? Is it is it something like that where then it's well monitored so everything is well everything is well recorded that way and kept track of? Yeah, no, that that's exactly right. And uh, and we also when when you start talking about all of these other providers or, or services that might need to to be uh, to be had uh, on that asset, we're talking about. Um, the most important thing, which is, is data security for the families, right? So some things might want to be private, other things they might want to share. Uh, they may need somebody to come in and look at something for an appraisal remotely very quickly, and so their access may be limited. But yeah, that's exactly right, Tony. Ultimately, uh, we want to allow uh, these families to basically digitally manage all of these things. Um, we are cloud-based, and we have uh, both a web-based and mobile application. But I think that the key for us is that we really understand the permissions. Um, some things might be by invitation only. And so we, we've, we've really, uh, I think, done a really good job of listening to our clients and understanding what their needs are and then building a system to not only support their needs today, but, but looking as we build into the future to support where they're going, right? Because a lot of times with platforms, it's a big transition for a family or for a family office. And um, it's going to mean a commitment and, you know, uh, smart family offices want to make a commitment that is going to grow in the direction that they're going. And so um, I think that the, 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 that's one of the nice things about what we have as far as, you know, our path forward is um, it's a it's a robust path, but uh, ultimately it's in the direction of where our clients want us to go. And I think that 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 for us, it's reassuring for them. It's reassuring. And it, it creates a, it fosters a good relationship right from the start. We're talking about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck, and you can find him at estatespace.com. That's E-S-T-A-T-E-S-P-A-C-E.com, estatespace.com. Jonathan, you mentioned something about appraisal and allowing people a temporary access to go take a look. And I think that's critical and vital because we may have no idea that what we have has any worth or value, or it may have a far more greater value than we think. And to be able to allow someone to come in and give it a, an appraised value or whatever range, I think is very vital. We can actually then see the value of our estate that way. And so you're saying we can allow a limited access to someone to investigate something and perhaps give a dollar mark or a dollar range or a value on it, and then no longer have access. Something like that. No, that's exactly what. That's exactly right. And 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 when it comes to, um, you know, if we take take a look at it through a financial lens, you know, we started off as as financial technology because we're dealing with we're trying to manage all of the physical assets. When you when you look across the category of fintech, uh, we're managing money really really well through technology. Um, but we are not doing that when it comes to our physical assets. And so we live in a very reactive world when it comes to how we manage our things. And, you know, that was the, the kind of the paradigm shift that we wanted to take in moving to a proactive uh, environment. And so, um, you know, when it comes to assets of a certain amount, yes, I might, I might want to get an appraisal and I'm going to want that appraisal to, um, to, to I, want all, I want all the documents right with that uh, asset. I want all the maintenance history with that asset because that then, that then drives the value. And so we really want to help our clients ultimately take assets that may be depreciating um, and have them start appreciating. And it's, it's something that is, um, it's, easily, it's easily accomplished. 
and, and, and that's something that we just want to facilitate, right? If you're taking care of your things, you're recording that care, you're, you're getting an appraisal, appraisals have a shelf life. So making sure that when that appraisal dies, you get another one. Um, we're not talking about thousands and thousands of dollars, Tony. We're talking about some assets that need appraisal might be $75, but that appraisal is then binding for three years. It's federally recognized. And now we can start to take the next step with a state space and have a real-time portfolio value financially of all of our, pro our real property assets. And so when, when you start to look at someone's financial portfolio, you have, you have you know, your liquid investments, you have your, your physical asset investments, and then you may have alternative investments if you've invested in a, 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 a company, right? And so being able to be that, that second leg of that stool and really do a good job, um, that's ultimately going to allow us to, 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 again, connect with an already existing financial network that's global and really start to help, um, help those folks help the clients that they have. Uh, especially when it comes to multifamily offices or private client groups with large banks and insurance companies. Um, those are the people that I'm in conversations with regularly. And it's all about serving the client better. And that's what I really love, even from some of the, the largest institutions in the world. Um, they, they, they're doing things for the right reasons. And that's, um, that's making it very easy for a state space to align with them. Jonathan, you mentioned security earlier. And while we talked about that very briefly. This is our assets. It's it's our life. It's our work. It's our business, our company, our family. And we're concerned that anyone has access to it or can do anything with it. I now, would we actually, we would put copies of information, perhaps deeds of trust and so forth, but not originals, of course, because it's digital. But still, we don't want other people to break in and we have a concern about security. Can you tell us a little bit more about how watertight and secure this is? Yeah, and I, I would say that uh, security should be everyone's most important um, point, right? It, these are these are very they're very sensitive uh, points of information and we wanna make sure that they're safe. Um, so uh, not to dive too much into security because that's a show of its own, um, but you know we've achieved um, we've achieved regulatory compliance and standards and security as a company as a technology platform uh, that makes all of our clients feel good. Uh, we took the um, the bank approach, right? If a bank's doing it, then we should be doing it. Um, there's some things that we are probably taking a further step on because, say, we have uh, personal preferences and we might have a special condition and medical information, so we're also. Uh, on a path in the next, uh, I think, yeah, uh, by the middle of the summer to become HIPAA compliant as well. Um, and, and ultimately, uh, I start. we started the business with security. Uh, we knew the space before we got into it. And so uh, in addition to having all of that and being your compliance, uh, we have security by default or, or secure convenience, as we like to call it. And when, when you think about that, you're talking about like the left and the right wing when it comes to security and convenience. And so well, how do we do that? Uh, well, it's a bring your own device platform. So someone can bring their own device, they can download the application, they can get on their computer. Uh, but they can't use our application if they don't have a most recent device or if they don't have uh, a more recent operating system. And the reason for that is because operating systems update because they are becoming more secure and fixing problems. In addition to that, we understand where applications are, are uh, let's say, under siege the most. And so we have uh, cybersecurity solutions built right into our platform, as well as a dedicated team, 24-7 monitoring, responding. And so when you get us, you don't just 
get a easy to use platform. You don't just get all these other things. You also get that peace of mind knowing that uh, no matter who's a member of your estate space, uh, that their device uh, is secure, that their access is only granted by a state space if they've met those security protocols. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off of the family. Like, you know, a lot of solutions that have come uh, and been similar to what we what we're accomplishing, uh, they have been uh, they need an IT team to support the application. And so I always knew that, it, you know, we wanted to be SaaS. We wanted to be easy. Uh, we wanted to be fun to use, and um, and in order to do that, we want we built all of those teams and all of those uh, th- those points of security into the platform to to really just take take that burden off of our clients. Jonathan, in terms of having the information in a very secure place, a very secure server, and having access to it, let's take uh, f- let's talk about banking. Would my passwords, would I put my passwords and my bank access there so that in the event that I move on, whoever's in, whoever's next in line or authorized can then just pick up and doesn't have to find out where everything is? Yeah, so, so yes, we can facilitate whatever you'd like to put in. And again, I think the beautiful part is that when you get a state space, you get everything that we are today, <clears throat> you get everything that will be tomorrow, <clears throat> but you, um, you can choose what you want to use. Um, you may want to do that. You may not want to do that. You may want to leave that with your attorney outside of the platform. Um, but ultimately, uh, you can use us however you choose to, Tony. And uh, when it comes to uh, the, you know, when we start to get into the the, the, the transition of an estate, uh, we're going to start to look at things um, in, in a maybe through a different lens. And and we, we talk about you know just the security of the platform and making sure that you know. We, we want to make sure that we're using biometric entry. We want to make sure that things might be timing out, but they're easy to get into. So again, when you think about a state space, you can think about how your bank app operates. Um, but we also want to make it such that uh, it's not like you've forgotten your password and you can't get in. Um, and so I think with that, you know, we have easy fail safes if, if that were to happen in order for you to securely reset and authenticate back in. But I mean, I'd say the only thing we can't stop, Tony, is somebody looking over your shoulder while you're in the application using it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. And when I when I travel, you know, with the family, you know, you, um, I always have a backup that if someone needs and if I have no access, you know, how can you know, how can I access my bank or some vital information? So I always provide an access to some family member just as an emergency. I think it's prudent, especially when you're just traveling all over the world or whatever. Yeah. Um, so and I think of this in, in a similar term of here's my assets, here's access. And if needed, here's what you do sort of thing. And I think it is so vital. I've seen it so many times and I do a I do a small little tiny version of it myself. So I totally can sync with that and how important that is. And there's been a lot of, I'm sure there's been a lot of challenges. You're the first asset management to uh, a system and platform to do this. I'm sure you've had some significant challenges. Why haven't others done this before? Are there some major hurdles that had to be dealt with that, that you were able to solve to, to move into this? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the biggest challenge that we've ever had was creating a standard for information in our category. So uh, you've got all the things in the world. Well, some things are measured very differently than other things, right? And so 
Uh, we spent a lot of time creating a standardization of attributes across characteristics or measurement or time. Um, some things expire, some things don't, right? And so how do we, how do we standardize uh, information and how do we create an environment that's dynamic enough to be able to handle any asset in the world? And we've been able to do that, right? And so that, that was probably our, our, our first, was, that was our biggest challenge. I think that the, the other challenge is that uh, when it comes to uh, management in general in any, any given operation, um, there's there, the other challenge is that there's always a breakdown of communication or a lack of transparency. And so, um, you know, when, when, you, when you start to talk about a lack of transparency, what you're talking about is a major concern for someone's privacy. And so uh, we took that to heart and we uh, created our own communications, our own way of talking uh, about something within the context of that something such that uh, there is no uh, information loss. So I think, you know, when, when we step back, like as a three-time founder, one of my challenges has always been I wake up every day, I have to check three or four different applications. I'm using 20 different mediums to communicate and do my job. Um, and things do get lost. And, you know, um, I, as I get older, I'm not, I mean, I might be getting smarter, but things might not be uh, working as fast as they did once did. And, and when it comes to, you know, a state space, our main goal is to solve for that, right? To provide all of those tools in one platform to some degree, right? I, I might have contact management in a CRM, but I don't need to be a Salesforce, right? I don't need to do certain things to the same degree that others do. But what I do want to do is provide a, an experience where you can go into a state a state space, you can go to my home, and you can see all the things that might pertain to your to your life for that day or your business. Because um, ultimately, uh, our goal is to become a, a complete operate a business operations platform, and that's where we're headed over the summer. Uh, and for us, I think that's most exciting because when we start to talk about uh, the you know we, we've we start to solve this problem and now we have this platform. Our main goal is to give people back time, right? To reduce administrative burdens, to give to, to to make people more efficient. Maybe not replace people, but let people get more things done uh, that 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 drive in the direction that someone wants to go. And so, you know, uh, going back to the, that ecosystem, you know, I, I I started pushing a broom when I was 22 years old, and and so I, I have a respect for everybody across the team. Uh, in order to accomplish a goal. And so we've really looked through those lenses and tried to make a state space work in a way where it would work for anybody at any level within an organization or across the family, um, because ultimately uh, we, we care about their experience and we want to give back, again, that, that time and that money. We want to give that back to everyone that's using our platform. Jonathan, we're all entrepreneurs and business owners here. We're always looking for information, advice, and so forth. Anything that could help us take our business to the next level or help us avoid pitfalls that we may not see right now. It's like we all need that mentor. We all need that help to help us. And you've had multiple businesses. You've said three, and you've also said you were sweeping floors in, in your young, early 20s. So I'm curious, and on behalf of our entrepreneurs, is there some significant moment that occurred that just changed your life forever? Said, hey, this is what I'm going to go do. Because, you know, at, at 20, you could do anything you want in, in, in your life. You could have been, uh, you know, serving uh, drinks at some uh, some island, you know, for a while and, and doing that. But you went into business and creating business very successfully. So 
What what took you down that route? For for me, I think that the, the turning point happened at a young age, Tony. I think that I, I knew uh, very early on that I wanted to be a founder. Uh, I always have had a driving force to want to change the world. Um, you know, I know now that I exist to help. I, I exist personally and professionally to just to help people. That's what gives me the most joy. I think for me, um, you know, ha- having taken that first leap of faith, if you will, and into becoming an entrepreneur in the beginning, um, it never made the next leap any easier. Um, but I, I can tell you that I don't know. There's just maybe something in me that really, really enjoys it. Um, you know, and I've also learned a lot when it comes to you know advice that I might have for other entrepreneurs along the way, and um, you know, within the community, if you will. And would you say in your career, there was a time when there was the worst moment ever? Being broke, <laughs> not knowing if That's I could afford, bad. <laughs> not knowing if I could afford to get to tomorrow. Um, so I think, you know, for me, that's happened a few times in my life and that's super scary, especially when it's, uh, you know, my money and it's, it's, it's real money, um, no matter how much it is. Um, I'd say that's probably uh, been the most scary moments, but, um, I don't know. I I can look back now and tell you that uh, no matter what is going to happen tomorrow, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to work. Um, and I'm just going to keep pushing through. And I think, you know, in, 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 as of late in the last few years, I've, I've picked up a mentor, uh, in, by the name of Barry Liebert, who's really served me well. Um, and I think the best part about mentorship and one of the things I tried to do is, is similar to the same thing he does for me is, you know, ultimately he's going to make me a better husband, a better father, a better son. Um, he cares about me, uh, personally more than professionally. Um, you know, professional success is great, but in my case, if I don't have my family there, if I don't have all those things, none of it really matters. Um, and I think that's, you know, similar to, to where I, where I now come from. I I love to be able to give back. Uh, I love to be able to, um, provide, um, that same mentorship back and giving back to that community. And I found a lot of success, uh, getting advice from people that have been in my space, uh, doing what I'm trying to do prior to actually me doing it. Uh, I think that's the most, one of the most invaluable things. And then, in the last year, I've actually uh, started to join uh, groups uh, with like founders. So I'm a SaaS technology platform. So I surround myself with founders that are doing the same thing. Uh, I, and I love that I just, I learn more from those two groups um, than I ever could. Hopefully I give something back that's of value. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's for me, it's, it's, it's those two things combined that, uh, really allow you to 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 have a much better chance of being a successful entrepreneur because Tony, we all know the numbers are against us. <laughs> Speaking of that, Jonathan, are there any challenges that you're most <clears throat> worried about facing in the future? Um, you know, I'd say um, I, if, if I if I I probably say that pe- people would be my biggest challenge. Um, I think it's it's very hard to find the right person. Um, there's a ton of talent out there. Uh, there's a ton of great people. Uh, I think, you know, so, some people may talk about uh, one generation to the next and, and this and that. But at the end of the day, every generation is amazing. Uh, I try to take the, the best um, perspective on each one. And, you know, I think for us, it's, it's find, finding the, the right people, right? Like I, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I want people that, care about what we're doing. I'm not just looking for someone to come in and do a thing or do a job for us. I want them to have, um, 
a vested interest in what we're doing because that 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 means more to, that means more to me it means more to the company and it ultimately is driving uh the culture and so i'd say i'd say pe- people are probably the biggest challenge and and we're 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 continuing to grow and scale we just uh we we tripled in size in the last 8 months uh people wise and uh it's been a great journey i've met you know hundreds of new people um but i think that that's always going to be a be a tough one it's finding those right people within that group Jonathan, with all you do, how do you balance life and work? Do you find that you've got a handle on that? Because some people just, they have trouble with it. Uh, we could say that I've fallen off the bike a couple of times, but I always get back up. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'd say, you know, for, for me, um, my number one partner is my wife, right? And so that's taken me uh, maybe the last couple of years to realize. And so, you know, it's like, I have a business and I have a family. I've always known that my wife was my partner, but then I might have a different partner at my job. And ultimately, uh, I've done a much better job, uh, Tony, of managing that of, of late uh, because now I'm partnering my, with my wife in every aspect of life, including business. Um, and I know when to, to stop, right? I actually, uh, I'm 39. I just can now say that I'm the, I'm, I proudly learned to not work on a vacation. Um, and that's taken me a long time to do. But it's been one of the best things for our family, our children. Um, you know, again, I said that's that's why I do it. And so, you know, um, even if it, even if it starts small, right? Uh, I might not start my day until nine, but at five o'clock, I'm done. And I may go back later, but I, I take the time off. And when I'm off, I give my family a hundred percent of me. And I think that even if it, it, you know, for any entrepreneur out there that might like have a lot on their plate, even if you might only have an hour or two hours right? For your family, give them all of you during that, with that one or two hours. And I, you know, I'm, I've been a, a, a big fan of, and I've always uh, taught in my company, right? You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. You need to take care of your family and then you need to go to work and do a good job. And personally uh, over my career, I've, I've always struggled on the ladder if I had an issue at home or if I wasn't taking care of me. So, you know, making sure that you take time out for yourself, take time out for your family, it's not so much about the quantity as it is the quality, Tony. I'm totally with you on that. And I think we've all we've all learned it's it's a learning process. Perhaps the madness of the past couple of years have made it easier because we tend to spend a little bit more time at home. And uh, there's a the good and the bad. But I think eventually, if you stick with it, it becomes really good. And one of the things that that's done for me, believe it or not, is I used to be a big reader, but when I started podcasting and uh, running in another business, that kind of didn't happen. And now it's back in my life and I'm reading and really it's just amazing. And I just can't say enough about reading a good book and getting, getting into and exploring other, other items, other worlds, other concepts that could help you in your business. So I pose the question to you, have you read a good book lately? Uh, so I have not, um, uh, truth be told, uh, I read a lot of the same books over. Uh, so I'm a big fan of, uh, the E-Myth Revisited. I'm a big fan of Traction. Um, I, uh, I tend to, uh, read articles about other entrepreneurs, uh, and I tend to read a lot of articles as they would relate to my industry. Uh, so, um, you know, I, 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 maybe uh, follow uh, a podcast or I will follow a blogger or a writer. Um, and I, I find that I get a lot out of that. Um, I don't maybe have a ton of time to 
or I, uh, I don't make a lot of time to sit down and necessarily read for long periods of time. Um, so the, with my schedule and how it permits and, and works well for me is that uh, I might take 10 or 15 minutes here to take to read. And the one thing I do love about that, and maybe that's what, what you were getting at as well, is uh, it helps me disconnect from whatever I was doing. And that disconnection is really good, right? Just going out and, and, and just re and reading takes me away from uh, what I was maybe thinking about or working on. And that's that's su super important for any entrepreneurs to make sure that they have those things in which they can get away from their day-to-day -day activities and just kind of forget about it, even if it might be only for, you know, a couple, 10, 15 minutes. And we, we all have our personal habits that we feel really help us be, stay successful or become successful or persevere through the obstacles. Your business has not been an easy business, but yet you've persevered and you've gone through. Are there any personal habits that you feel have contributed to your success? Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that uh, when it comes to time blocking, uh, it's an art, not a science. And uh, I've mastered the art of time blocking as it works for me. I don't try to overschedule myself. Uh, I safeguard my, my, my beginning of the week and end of the week. Um, and I've also um, stopped uh, working as much. And so uh, I might still work a, a, quite a bit, comparatively speaking, but um, like I don't start my day until about 9 a.m. And I, I, um, I'd say that the, the best things that have served me are, are, um, are, are definitely time blocking, uh, definitely um, making sure that my priorities are right when it comes to that time block. And, uh, and then um, one of the things that I, I've really worked on is I have people. So being able to allow myself to rely on other people and maybe guide them, not do the work for them. Um, that, that's, that's, that's been a super big help for me over the last couple of years. And, and ultimately, if you slow down to speed up in your business, right, as a third point, um, I don't have a lot of rework anymore. I really try to understand where I'm going and plan um, prior to actually doing anything. And coming from construction, uh, there's an age-old saying that construction is 70% preparation and 30% execution. And, and I find that to be true in any business. Um, and that's something that uh, I've really worked hard to to make sure that I honor and and properly planning and preparing uh, before I just go off and start doing something. And again, I think that goes back to my point of like, go get a good advisor, go find somebody that's been in your space, let them help you, um, you know, and, and you'll find that most people, when you ask someone for help, the majority of people are inclined to help you. That's just how we are as people. So um, don't be scared to ask for help. Great advice. And I feel I've gotten to know you a lot better as well as what you do in the state space. And I just, again, encourage everyone to check it out because it's needed. Whether we want to or not think about it, it's, uh, it's the inevitable. So it's, it's, it's wise to check it out. We talked about take, we talked about simplifying estate management and just really taking that understanding to another level. We spoke with Jonathan Fishbeck. You can find him at estatespace.com. Jonathan, I found this very enjoyable to learn more about you and your company. Thank you so much. Yeah, Tony, thank you. It was a pleasure and uh, the honor is mine. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. We talked about simplifying estate management with Jonathan Fishbeck. He has such a great story. He saw the need and he filled it with the world's first asset management solution. 
This interview says it all. And you know, I've said this before in the interview, it's so needed and vital today because you just won't be able to find any information such as this easily on your own when that time happens, when that time comes. We talked about the main problem that they solve in asset management, how the system works, how you can solve the management problems that you may inherit someday or your loved ones may inherit. It's not a problem until it happens to you and then it gets very real, very quick. And we got to learn more about Jonathan as a person, his habits, his routines, how he balances his life and work. And some really good points here. What resonated the most with you? I want to tell you also that I appreciate so much that you listen and I look forward to your tuning in again next week. And please remember supporting the show with a nice review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate that. And oh, of course, I say this all the time. Please share this with a few friends because friends help friends. This is what it's all about. All right, please use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. So good seeds do good deeds and join me on the next episode of the Tony D'Urso show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Pacific time on the voice America influencers channel. 